0: Hi guys, this is Rachel to Cover. We're back with David and Linda Pittman, and this will be the last episode of this season. Um, but we're here we are with David and Linda Pittman, and we are so thankful they are here today. So, um, What are some of the best advice you you could give victims out there when it comes to marriage?
1: Oh, again, communicate. <laughs> um, you know, and, and don't think that you truly understand what that person has gone through, but try to Try to communicate in the sense of really, not just communicate, you got to listen to your spouse of the needs. We were just talking the other day on another call of body language. Um, pay
2: attention to those
1: pay attention to, to all those nonverbal cues. Um, Is so important to... And really, again, if you don't understand, then that's when you're. Um, talk to another spouse of a survivor if you can. Talk, um, but I'll mainly talk to your spouse and um, let them know you're not there to. To judge or ridicule, or because it wasn't their fault, it's just just to be there for support, and yep. um, that is the best thing that David has given to me. Not saying, "Hey, I understand," although he's been through it and I've been through it. I'm a female; he's a male. There's no way I understand what he's going through. I get a glimpse of it, right? I, um, I yeah. Just to say, yeah, I understand I, that. I we have also been told to never say, "I understand what you're going through," because we don't. We just are going to be there to love each other. Uh, for yeah. me, that's my advice.
2: David, you know we had therapists, therapist. We work with a. Um, is that I think that's what you're referencing? Yes. Yeah. Was. There was a there's a, we, one of the organizations that together we Heal partnered with is um, the Palm Beach County Victim Services Department, and they just they do a great job because they they offer trauma informed care for free, um, not just for anyone that's been sexually abused in Palm Beach County. But if you have moved to Palm Beach County and you were sexually abused elsewhere, you can access that resource. But one of the, 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 the director there taught us something. She said that when she's working, when you're, 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 you're face-to-face, right? You're taught, you're, you're talking with someone. One of the, those nonverbal cues that Linda um, was referring to earlier. So you're looking at someone and they may begin sharing their story and it it very likely may be one of the most horrific things you've ever heard be aware of your facial expressions in that in, to the point of not showing shock or awe or or being gross because you you may be feeling those things internally because it's appalling what you know grown people will do to children but be just be aware of your face and and your expression to to be just to for it to be always just one of concern and care and not to be you know have a look of shock on your face because you may very well end up shutting that person down just by that non, non, those nonverbal cues
0: most definitely Um, because I mean, these things are hard enough to talk about and, um, they're, they can be challenging to even get out. And so if you're not getting a positive response or, uh, just, I'm there for you, look, it's makes it that much harder to open up, um. I think I had a guest, Perry Power. And one thing that I do agree with him on was um, he mentioned um, practice telling your story first to yourself before you try to tell it to anybody else. And tell it to yourself in many different ways before you tell anybody because then you know that it's true.
2: That's a really good idea.
0: And uh, I think that was one of the most powerful things, you know, I can tell to, you know, a survivor who hasn't come out yet.
2: Yeah, that is that's a really good idea. Um,
0: what are some more innovative treatments out there that you find helpful? Um, I think we've mentioned a few of these. Are there any others that we didn't? Mention. There is one I, I, I
2: probably I'm pretty sure the websites on the under the resource list at together we heal I know there's an equine you know it's a horse there's a group up in the Northeast somewhere it's like New Hampshire Connecticut somewhere up there they use horses so I I, I know that there's some some know some whether it's horses or other animals um, I know that's a one that has has benefits for for survivors of all kinds. Of, of of any kind of trauma, um, not not just sexual abuse, um, but that's-
0: and that's actually pretty common. Um, I know in St. Louis we have we have a place that does it for veterans. I don't know if they would take um, sexual abuse survivors, but that's becoming a lot yeah, more common. And, it, and
2: it's and it works. It's good. You know anything that can. And I see, you mentioned, you talked about doing um, Tai Chi or Taekwondo or any, whatever, you know, as, as a sexual abuse survivor, you had your, you had, your body was taken, the rights to your body were taken away from you. You feel that way. And any type of therapy that helps you regain that and remaster that. I say, go for it. And just because one didn't work for you or these 10 didn't work for you, keep trying one until you find one that does. Um, because we are all so differently wired as people. That's why I think there, it's good that there are so many things out there to, to be able to access and try. And, and to, that's what, that's the thing I would say is keep doing it. And, and I'm going to preach this last thing till the day I die. If they are not, when you go to a therapist, the first question you ask them, are they trauma? Do they offer trauma-informed care? The second question you ask them to make sure they are is how long, how many clients, how many years have you been doing this? And if they don't tell you lots of clients over multiple years, then go to someone who who didn't just recently go to a trauma-informed, you know, online training session so that they can put that on their, on their, um, you know, CV. Make sure they've got experience in trauma-informed care.
0: I second that Um, because, you know, it's mostly a waste of time for you and for them unless they really understand trauma. Yep. Um, how can like how can we educate the community about survivors survivors of childhood sexual abuse when it comes to marriage and maybe this more on the lines of like church curriculum you know we are dealing with a married couple such as yourselves that are both survivors or one is a survivor and you know they're doing a segment on marriage
2: well, until um, churches there start taking any- accountability for it, I think there's going to be a challenge in that. Um, that, that to me, is the biggest hurdle to face. Um, we, we just came back, Lynn and I were in, in Anaheim this summer at the Southern Baptist Convention, and there was a lot of rah-rah and a lot of cheers and, 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 and a lot of pats on the back about, see, you know, 80 to 20, we voted for reforms. Well, that's all great when you vote on reforms, but we're now in November, and what actions have actually been taken? What steps have actually been taken? Um, and until, you know, until the organizations and institutions actually enact those, so, their so-called reforms... And their so-called votes, then I'm not going to believe them, um, and I wouldn't waste time with organizations that that aren't who will say and talk but don't ever do. Here's what, I, and I just um, <laughs> this is one of those that we don't always agree on. Um, I believe I do believe, and I know Linda believes supports me on this. I do believe in individuals and individual churches that want to do the right thing but I don't necessarily be, believe in institutional change. You, know, you see what I mean about the difference in that, right? Okay. Yes. And, and so yeah. that's why we, as, as a, as some someone that works with grace and together we heal, why I continue to work with individual churches, because I believe in the ones that have reached out and said, we need help. We want to do better. Um, but until they start teaching, you mentioned curriculum, until they start doing that in semin- at a seminary yeah. level, and that's questions for, for other folks at our, other organizations, because that's, <laughs> I'm frankly not, I don't, have the, I don't have the energy or the time or the desire because I don't believe that institutions want to change just yet. So um, I kind of, I kind of um, hogged that time from Linda. I apologize.
0: How about you, Linda? No, Any words um, on that? I didn't know
1: what he said.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, was there like anything in curriculum that you noticed, like when you would go to a marriage thing that would be triggering for you, so to speak?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, was there anything that you would say was triggering?
1: No, we were just saying when you walked away, we don't really see anything of triggering. For us, we don't. That's not really our era of doing like marriage counseling and stuff. You know, for us, though, what has been really great for us within our church is one, David got to go and teach. At our church, as if it was...
2: The child safeguarding training. The child
1: safeguard training. And so then the church knows who we are in that regard, right? Um, Yes. And then with our small group, and we've been the same small group and it's gotten a little larger, we also share with them... Every every now and then, you know, it kind of comes up certain things
2: about our abuse,
1: about our abuse, and depending on scripture and whatever. So that helps us, and that helps us to reach out to them, to where they can reach out to help their grandkids and help anybody else in the in our church.
2: Oh, the what's that? Um, what's that group than the Episcopal Church that teaches? Other members in the church. You remember the the the
1: the, the I do. Ministers I can't tell you line. Right now. There's
2: a, so there's an organization, and, I, and I'm sorry, I'm being a bad Episcopal by not remembering, but they, but it's big within the Episcopal <laughs> Church, and they spend time specifically teaching on certain subjects. So the one that was in charge of that at our at our church, she reached out and said, "Could you teach this group about child sexual abuse and child safeguarding?" Mm-hmm. So not not just to the church at large but also some really hands-on specific training they asked. Um
1: so but so they're you know and it it truly is individualized in what you we whoever wants to go out and put themselves out there for, you know. Um David is a lot more is able to be a lot more outspoken than I am just with job wise and all that. Um, not so much that he's more able. I am, I'm not as well versed and still sometimes even uncomfortable talking about it. Um, so, you know, and that's okay. That's just where I'm at. You know, I can talk all day to him about it and still, maybe cry about it or tear up about it so that tells me i'm not really ready to go out and share my story with everybody else because if i can't do it without crying and breaking down i'm i'm not i'm not that strong yet
0: well you're just not there yet i think you're strong
1: well,
2: no. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's very sweet. Yeah, I, and I, yes, she is strong.
1: <laughs> I am strong, and I, I totally agree with that. Just for the lack of better words, I just I'm I'm not ready yet.
2: And not, you know, every we all have different talents, and that right? may
1: not be my You're, one that I do.
2: Your one one-on-one, honey. Your one-on-one is
1: mm-hmm.
2: is, is is amazing the way that people will just open up to you and, and, and because you are so just you, right. Just you being you people trust you and they will talk to you and they'll confide in you. And that, I, I think that's one, one, of your many gifts. I
0: guess, um, What kind of advice would you give to somebody like looking to get a marriage counselor and either one or both of them have been victims of childhood sexual abuse?
2: I'll I'll go back to what I said earlier, right? If you make sure I, 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 I can't say this enough times trauma informed care, and they've got to have experience with it. And I, and I'm, I apologize if it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse, but I cannot emphasize it enough because there's, unfortunately, there's not enough good ones. There's not enough with experience because, as you mentioned, Rachel, we've only really been dealing with this honestly for a, a, a certain number of years, and so because you know. of that, you're that that means you're not going to have as many people, you know. Um, but that that's going to be the thing that I'm going to harp on.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, like, had, have you guys had any bad experiences going to a marriage counselor and they just give you really terrible advice for victims of survivors? Like, we, uh, we've never we've, we've never, never gone we've never been to a marriage meeting, counselor.
1: felt like, we needed to yeah. go to a marriage counselor for us particularly. So, yeah,
2: I couldn't speak to that.
1: I yeah, to speak on that is. Yeah, yep. not, okay. not something that we've experienced, thankfully.
0: Okay. Um, what do you do for self-care?
2: We initially were a part, um, we were worked with, not worked with, but we were just members of um, SNAP, the Survivors Network, Those Abused by Priests they're a great organization because it's not just, even though they've got the name priest in the name, it's not just for those abused by priest, right? It's for anyone who's been sexually abused and they, they, I know Linda can speak to it too. We, that was such a big part of
1: that was, and that was early on in our marriage to where that helped us truly be able to more (laughs) talk about it. Um, but other than then doing something within the realm of of something like snap or grace or anything like that i mean what david and i have done, i mean we're 2 miles from the beach you know we
2: to do we do a lot of beach therapy
1: <laughs> self care is beach and it before covid it was disney we're 2 hours from disney so, but so we
2: a lot of physical, right? So, that, that's the thing I so guess you, yeah. we, you would describe is we would do a lot of things that would get our, our endorphins active by, by doing something physical.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and also, we have learned to realize when we need to get away and step away from Ad, bogging ourselves down about yeah. the advocacy and talking about it so much. And so we would put out our email and say, hey, we're off the grid for however many days.
2: Or weeks. Or weeks. (laughs) You
1: know, please respect our time. You know, because as you know, if you're not good to yourself, how can you be good for anybody else?
0: Well, I think that's the main reason why I asked this question because I feel like a lot of people that are, especially those that are survivors. We have our own trauma on top of the fact that we're trying to help other people and that creates even more secondary trauma.
2: Yeah. And if you don't, what, what Linda just described, I, I, I think it can be dangerous for a survivor if they don't. And you'll see this, you're going to see it. You'll see it at some point during any year where you will see a post from one or both of us. You know, if there's an emergency contact X, Y, Z from now until from January 1st, January 15th, you know, I will not be, we will not be addressing anything having to do with survivors or advocacy. There was a time This is a few years ago this was early on when I first started, I, I logged off for a couple of months. Um, I had to step away just for a couple of months. It wasn't just a couple weeks or a couple days, Um, and I I really believe that had I not done that, I just would have spiraled out of control again because it was too overwhelming. I did not have I had not yet learned enough coping mechanisms and was work you know had enough ability um, to to handle what was all of the stories that were coming in every single day.
0: No, I, I get that. I really do because this stuff takes a toll. It's heavy. (laughs) It's probably one of the reasons why I did not finish my last, my my graduate project. I just, it was too much. I was doing it on incest recovery and that stuff would put me in bed for three days. So, no, I get it. Yep. Um, how has this impacted your faith?
1: Um, I guess since David and I have been back together and I mean, be- when we were even starting to talk again and date because it was long distance, he was Fort Lauderdale was Georgia. So what we had was our, our lengthy conversations on the phone and we would have Bible study over the phone. Um And so with that, my faith has gotten so much stronger because now I have someone to share it with that is equally knowing that, you know, it's for each of us, it's God first, family second, and then the rest, you know, it falls in place. And um, so for me, it, since David and I, like I said, we, yeah, we, my faith has gotten stronger,
2: and and I and I'm not going to you know rehash the, the what I had said earlier, but you know because my path was different, what I'm thankful for is that in our relationship, even though the path of our individual faiths were different, our joint relationship and that faith that we have, even though mine is different than Linda's and Linda's different than mine, Linda doesn't, isn't upset with me or doesn't judge that mine is different and took a different path. Right. You know, that's, I think that's also equally important that I respect her faith and she respects mine. And that I don't try to make her faith mine and she doesn't try to make my faith hers. That's, that's been, and again, it goes back to the communication, right? We have been open and honest with each other about our experiences, our walk, our journey. And, you know, we've said it to each other a million times and probably repeated it to the point of boredom for your listeners, (laughs) you know, that, that, you know, now because we listen to each other, we communicate, even if thing even if we disagree on these things, that's okay. We can still work together because we do have a shared faith. But they don't have to be identical to be successful for our relationship.
0: Yes. I think, I think that's the beautiful thing about God is he made us different and, but he also makes us so we can work together.
2: And that, that to me is both the, the beauty of faith and the atrocity of faith, right? Is, is the damage that it can do when led horrifically wrong. And then the beauty of what it can do and help heal and when done right. And if people would just simply be more respectful and would, you know, my my granddad would say, you got two ears and one mouth. Use them proportionately, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Listen,
2: keep your mouth shut and listen. <laughs> and, and it's what he would <laughs> tell me most often. And And we do that you know, Now now, now I'm more of a talker. <laughs> but once I'm quiet, I do listen.
0: <laughs> no? I, uh, as from a family of introverts, I'm not introverts, extroverts, and I'm the quietest of the bunch, but I'm still not quiet. <laughs> I would say I'm definitely the probably the best listener of the bunch.
2: That's a good thing. That's
0: that a, good is
1: thing. a great attribute. I can so much see that about you. <laughs>
0: well, thank you. Um, is there anything else that we didn't cover?
2: I think we've uh, done a pretty good job of rattling right along here.
1: Yeah, not that I can think of. I'm-
2: I appreciate you uh, allowing us to come on and, and, and share with you, Rachel. I hope that there's been something or some things that that has helped Linda and I that will help somebody of your listeners. That's our heart.
0: Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys. Um, I hope to have you guys on my show again sometime. As always, guys, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, always reach out to RachelandRecovery.com. Follow us on your favorite podcast or platform or on your favorite social media and or. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, A special announcement. We will not be back next week. We'll be back next year. Instead, we're going on a holiday break, I said at the beginning, and I will reiterate that. Um, But feel free to check out other episodes that we've had. Um, We've had some great ones this year. We had Pete Singer. We had Anna Salter. We had uh, Rita Farrell. Just to name a few. Um, And we had some more lighter topics that had some big hits with Violet Lee and uh, Caroline with nutrition. And feel free to listen to some of those maybe over the holidays. um, And get caught up on some of our episodes. We've got a lot out. Uh, Other than that, thanks for listening. And have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I look forward to doing season three with you guys next year in 2020.